What's up? What's up? Good morning. How are you? Dude, I am fantastic. Me too. You got your hair done. I did, thank God. It's extra blonde. Yes. It makes me feel fresh like a are new you, person. Your, your hair isn't blonde? It is blonde. <laughs> it's always blonde, naturally. Sometimes I just have to pray longer. We had a we had a board meeting. Oh god. We had a board meeting one time. And uh Whitney had just went and got her hair did mm -hmm. and a guy one of the guys, he's an older guy, he's like a good old boy. Yes. And he's looking at Whitney like real like, real like, what is going on? Yeah. And he says, Whitney, looks like you dumped, dipped your head in a bucket of purple. <laughs> and then he starts laughing so, because something went wrong at the hair place. No, it, they, they no, it looked toned it. They it looked purple it, as a mug. But she like she overtoned it. All I needed to do was wash it again and it looked was like, going to be fine. Looked like Grimace. But when... My lady friends, or even dude friends, who dye their hair blonde sometimes, just needs to be extra toned so it's not orange, and though so for a day it kind of looks a little purple. But it's fine. There you go. This is fine. I do my own hair. Yeah. If you can't tell, I've been cutting my own hair. When was the last time you went to like a barber shop? For I had you? a uh, I had a dude in college that I used to go and see. His name's Julio. Shout out Julio. Okay. And he started a little business called Julio's Moonlight Fades. And so he would cut your hair after curfew hours. Oh, okay. I was like, what is moonlight? Yeah, I went to Bible college, so we had curfew. You know yes. what I'm saying? Oh, okay. And so he would cut my hair. And like then in one, his dorm room? In his dorm room. But okay. he was like legit. He would fade you up Does the whole thing. Does he cut hair now still? What does he do now? Uh, he now is part of a multi-level marketing scheme. Oh. And he uh, regularly reaches out to me. What's up, Julio? <laughs> I'm not, ab not about that life. I will not help you. And, uh, oh, that's funny. And so, yeah. And then he talked me into, into doing this. And this was 15 years ago. Yeah. And then now I've just been. I am also. Some people change their look a lot. Yeah. You, you go back and look at Trustin circa 2010. I look basically the exact same. You had the Pharaoh. The Pharaoh oh, patch. I had the Pharaoh patch. Remember that? Yeah. It's kind of like a soul patch, except longer <laughs> and more uh, Egyptian. So I called it the Pharaoh. <laughs> I never had the goatee. No, you never did that? No. Aaron did that in our wedding. Like our wedding marriage. Oh, maybe uh, I had, we got married was only goatee. Maybe like my freshman year of college I had a goatee. Yeah. But yeah, it's just so thick. It's yeah. like I got a I got like a, a woodland creature on my oh, chin. My word. <laughs> so it's <laughs> the many iterations of Trustin's beard, but everything else stays the same. Yeah, yeah. Not me. You can look and it is the purple season, the super platinum season, the blondish season. There's always blonde. It's just different iterations of blonde. Oh, there is something. Uh -oh. This is real transparent. We get real transparent here on Tug of More. I used to have the world's largest eyebrows. Oh yeah. Bro. I've I used seen, to have uh, some aggressive <laughs> dominant eyebrows. <laughs> And so I'm going to school, right? And these girls, they're like, Trustin, you need to let us wax your eyebrows. And I'm like, no, heck no. But it's like a bunch of them. So I'm like, okay. And so I go for the girl's <laughs> dorm. I go over to the girl's dorm and they lay me down. And like, I've never, no, no. <laughs> and, so What's they, happening? and so they put the wax on my eyebrows. Change your life? It was the most painful thing. I, I've never had you have childbirth. But okay. this is this is right there. Okay. Can you imagine ripping off your entire eyebrow? They ripped off so much of my eyebrow, but then it just didn't grow back. It didn't? No, look, I haven't had my eyebrows waxed in 15 years. Really? Yeah, and they just look like this now. Well, that's good. My hair follicles were like, <clears throat> we're not going through that again. We're just going <laughs> to nope, recess nope. and stay away. I love it. Because my grandpa... He be having the unibrow. Uh, R.I.P. What's up, Grandpa? He He's be up in heaven. The unibrow? No, not unibrow. It's called the brow burn. It's where the eyebrow connects to the sideburn. Oh my god! And so <laughs> that dude had some 
I mean, he could paint a house with his eyebrows. Right. Yeah. No. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's true. I thought of that. That's good. Well, you look good now. So good job. I'm trying. I had to get that junk. You trim them now when you trim them. Oh, yeah. I trim them. Yeah. Or they'll get get long. the tug of more y'all okay <laughs> conversation so, between two friends yeah yeah yeah. help me tugging into more that we are where we are right now but we feel called to something more something greater something else that we are supposed to step into and so we keep fighting and pulling and tugging and getting into more and so when you're tugging into more man there's a lot that you have to do it's hard work to it's get hard. to more it's easier to stay where you're at it's a lot easier but maybe not in your like heart because then you feel like you're not doing anything well, some people do. Some people just like being where they've been. Yeah. Some, that's boring. Yeah. Some dudes still go to the same bar on Friday night and talk about the same football game. Like, that's some people's life. But yeah, that's I, true. I do not want to live that life. So so on the podcast, we yes. talk about this idea of that God has something great for all of us. That's right. And so he has a great plan that's laid out that we just have to walk into. But it also requires our engagement, our this involvement. God does not just build a golden golden brick road yes. that we just stumble down through. Yeah. No, we got to work. Sometimes we got to lay some bricks. Sometimes we're, we're part of the process uh, to make our life how we want it to be. Right. And a part, something that we uh, talk about in leadership right. daily yes. is the culture of our organization. Now, we don't mean culture like I grew up in Oklahoma and you grew up in northern like Michigan so right. you have a northern way I have a southern way we well, don't we're mean not the talking culture about, of like yeah culture of uh like ethnicity right. we're not no, talking no, no, about no. we're not talking about that right. we're talking about the the vibe yeah. the personality the way the, you do what you do how things are done yeah. so I love barbecue mm-hmm. love it yes we know mail me a barbecue gift card come on somebody I love barbecue <laughs> and so uh, there's really two different types of barbecue restaurants. Right. There's the hole in the wall, rundown building. You're going to walk out smelling like barbecue. Maybe there's cockroaches in the corner. And the barbecue's great. Yeah. Well, there's really three different kinds. Then there's that high end, fancy barbecue yeah. that tastes fantastic. Yeah. But their building's nice and clean. Mm-hmm. They've got like some. Uh, decor Mm -hmm. that's barbecue-esque yes yes then you have the middle of the road um franchise barbecue that is clean but lacks taste right right i will not name any of them i was waiting to see other than spring creek and dickies (laughs) they're just middle of the road it's it's food right it is i would rather have some tacos yeah those restaurants are all cooking the same meat. They're yeah. all kind of, they all got brisket and some turkey and some sausage. Right. And, right. But the culture that they're establishing at the restaurant is the like feeling when you walk in. Right. You walk into a hole in the wall restaurant, there's a feeling. Yeah. There's, there's a, a vibe. smell there's an to energy. it. Right. Or you walk into a restaurant that you know you're dropping at least 25 bucks on lunch. Right. There's a reason. Yeah. Because there's a reason there's a line wrapped around the building ambience. down the street. Right. And ambiance. Ambiance. Or the middle of the road, there's a culture yeah. and it's, it's good enough. Yeah. Spirit night for the school system. Like it's like that kind of place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. one step above fast food. Yeah. yeah. And so so we in our organizations, we are the ones that pick 
Right. We pick our culture. Absolutely. You know, this past week, you uh, celebrated six years of being the lead pastor. Yes, Lord. Um, yeah, of more church that... Feels uh, like six months and 60 years. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and and uh, you and I, like, now that means six years of full-time working together every day, all the time. And the thing we, like you said, the thing we fight every day, the thing we've worked the hardest on, the thing we've... I know my bracelet. You got full tambourine today. wrist today. Because it got a charm on it. We're going to get uh, some gaff tape. We're going to get some I'll gaff tape and wrap up Whitney's wrist before... We, uh, but the thing we've worked the most on and focused the most intentionally on and have to redirect every time is the culture of this house. Yeah. So six years ago, we totally made a shift and had to really work hard uh, to say, who are we going to be? And then we've spent literally every day since then redirecting to keep it yeah. on the course of where we want it to be. Yes. Yes. So like our context of leadership is church, uh-huh. right? We're, we're pastors. And so just like if you walk into a barbecue restaurant, there's a feeling, right. there's a culture. If you walk into a church, yeah. there's a culture. If you walk into a business, if you walk into any organization, in fact, if you walk into your home, your home has a culture mm-hmm. different of the culture of somebody else's home, you know? And so we as humans, we as people have the opportunity to set the culture around yeah. us and then to dictate the culture that we want to be a part of. Yeah. And so, uh, six years ago yeah. when we stepped into leading and being the sharing. lead, yeah, yeah, I had been here since the beginning, since the inception right, right, right. as a second seat right. guy. But then when I stepped in, I knew that for me in my life, I wanted to reset yeah. some pieces. Yeah. And so there's a, uh, a guy uh, named Dr. Chand, mm-hmm. Sam Chand. He's incredible. Uh, uh, we can link him or something in the thing. Yeah, something. Actually, I got to hang out with Dr. Chand once and uh, I offered <laughs> to drive him to the airport. <laughs> Yeah. God, that's embarrassing. You know, you meet like you're, you're like this guy has changed your life, you know? Mm-hmm. And so he's at a conference. And so I offered to drive in the airport. I'm about to tell you what he said. It's real spiritual in a minute. But while I'm driving the airport, I forget that I'm not going to Dallas Fourth International from our where city. We are, yeah. I'm in another city. Yeah. And so where I normally uh, go east, yeah. I accidentally, not thinking, just go west. Yeah totally drive way out of the way get lost in a construction zone in a neighborhood and now i have alpha leader in my passenger seat he pulls his phone out and he's now google mapsing me back to the airport and so dr chand i'm sorry my bad i got a little nervous yeah i got stage fright with you got stage fright okay but on that uh, epic drive of failure yes. that I took Dr. Chan to the airport, uh, barely, barely, I barely told him, I told him about how one of his teachings really shifted my life yeah. and the organization. Yeah. So he talks about this idea uh, that if you go to a restaurant right. and you order your favorite steak yeah. and you tell them exactly how we want it cooked and want it seasoned and I want it medium and all the things right. and they bring you a perfectly seasoned $85 Wagyu cut perfect state come on tomahawk somebody right and they put it down to you on your table and you look and the steak looks perfect but the plate that the steak is served on is dirty right it's got crusty ketchup on it it's got a half eaten piece of broccoli from the last guy maybe got a little uh, macaroni and cheese shell because that's how you really do mac and cheese with the shell come on now and it's still stuck on there the plate's dirty you're not going to want to eat the steak it's true this perfectly cooked and seasoned steak is in a toxic environment. Right. And he said, that 
is your culture. Yeah. The ministry of your church, the 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 the, 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 the thing you produce in your business right. is the steak. Yeah. And your steak can be amazing. Right. But if it's served on a toxic culture, it doesn't matter how good your steak right. is, nobody wants to eat it. Yep. And then he said, and so sometimes you have to clean the plate. Yeah. You have to Set the steak, steak aside. Right. Not eat it. Not, not even, cook it. Not even stress about it right now. Get, grab a, pay attention. Grab yeah. a Brillo pad with some uh, uh, dish soap. Dish soap and start. <laughs> I was gonna. Right. I was trying to think of the word. Age. Remember Ajax? Oh yeah. My grandma <laughs> had some the powder. Yeah. You got to scrub, scrub the plate. Yeah. You got to clean the plate. Yeah. And so for me, uh, that's what I did. Yeah. And so I wrote down a real clear list of what. Our culture was and what I didn't like right and what I want our culture what I wanted it to be yeah and the culture of any organization is served on the leaders right so it's that it comes from the top and then anybody who's has a leadership position for us I started with our staff right if you're paid yep. or said yes to being called pastor even if you weren't paid or you right. were on staff it was it was plate cleaning time right no it's really good and and you were intentional to say, this is what we've been doing that we won't do anymore. Yeah. And then this is who we will be. You know, we've talked a lot, I think, just mentioned them a bunch on the podcast that we have values that we uh, kind of live by in our organization and how we do what we do. But we couldn't even begin to write values until we at first reset the culture. Yeah. Like, I know there's a lot of people who are like, because that has become kind of a buzz thing in yeah, the yeah, culture. Yeah. Yeah. Let's come up with our values, who we are, what They'll we do. create synergy. Yeah, but... But the only way to identify values is to first identify your culture and identify right. what's going right, what's going wrong. And so you had a meeting, uh, I was there, and then everybody else was that was a part of that team that had said yes was there. And you sat down and said, you told the analogy, you told the story, you said, this is uh, what I've learned from Dr. Chan, this is something we're going to implement here. And then you read the list of what we are not going to be and who we will be. And then at the very end, you said a phrase that we've now used over and over a hundred times. <laughs> yeah, it's really say, nice. It, no, it's really fun it, to say. It, it was not, it's not fun, but yeah. it's important because uh, you had to determine the culture has to be key. Yeah. It has to be the most important thing. And so I love you. I want you a part of this team. However, you have to grow or you got to go because the culture is going to change. Yeah. And you now are, you now, all of us as people have a decision to make of whether we want to grow into this culture yeah. or whether we want to go down the road and find something else to do. And so that was essentially the line in the sand yeah. for our church culture. Yep. As a leader, if you're not willing right. to say the sentence and stand behind it, right. you're either with me or you're gone. Yeah. You're not going to change the culture. No. And it's hard and it sucks because we've kind of, uh, uh, acquired a reputation of being savage uh, people, meaning oh, being yeah. uh, hardcore and like they're just cutthroat and all this and like, no, 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 we're just adhering to culture. And um, if you find yourself in a place where you're like, this culture is not healthy, it's not right, it's not what I want it to be, I got to decide, are you willing to make that decision that the culture is most important? And how many times have we had to say that to ourselves, to each other? Is, but it, but do we really want the culture that we say that we do? Yeah. And that's the measuring stick for, yeah, it's hard. Cause you're right. It's not an easy sentence to say. Yeah. Or, well, yeah, you can say it, but it's, it's a hard one to back I, up here too. Yeah. Because when you want to back culture up, it leads to conflict. hundred percent. The only way to keep 
the the thing on course is yeah. for there to be correction. Yeah. And correction is conflict. Yeah. And to be able to say, this is not how we do it here. Right. I know that other barbecue restaurants are messy yeah. and don't have air conditioning right. and you walk out smelling like barbecue sauce. Yeah. That's not how we do it here. Right. Right. So clean the crap up or go work over there. Yeah. And I can hear. We season our junk this way. Yeah. You go work at Dickie's and have some lame middle middle of the road brisket mm -hmm. but over here we, we we straight cayenne pepper in that junk no right i can hear somebody saying but i'm not good at conflict and in getting my hair done actually the other day uh the girl who does my hair she's incredible and we were talking and she said to me she goes you know you're kind of one of the people i look to for conflict conversations and scenarios and i ask you questions all the time have you always been great at conflict and i was like no, like, no, yes, I've always been assertive and aggressive and opinionated and loud. Yes, but, <laughs> but I've not always been good at conflict. It was a muscle I had to grow and had to learn. Uh, and, it, and it started because of this, yeah. of learning that the culture is key. And so uh, that actually, the culture becomes a bad guy, not me, not you, yeah. but it's, oh, I'm sorry, we have to hold to the culture that we want. Yeah. And so you might not feel like you're good at conflict, somebody might not if they're listening, but you can grow into it. It is possible, yeah. you are I'm, able to shift. Yeah, I mean, that's a whole other episode. No, 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 I know. Which we can get into. But I just the reason, don't want someone to tune out because they're not good at conflict and go, oh, well, it requires that, I can't listen. No, 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 no. No, well, the reason people aren't good at conflict is because they want everybody to like them. Yeah, right. Real talk. No, right. The reason that you don't want to have a confrontational <laughs> conversation or tell someone they're doing something wrong right. is because you're just so terrified that they won't like you. How many, there's a lot of people that don't like us now. That's no, people, okay. people, Jesus was, Jesus was crucified. I'm right, saying right. like, like, it's okay. If you're doing something that's yeah. advancing, right. People don't like you. No, people no. talking smack about Elon. Well, yeah, always. No, but why right. he's advancing. If he was right. a hermit in his house, not doing Jack, nobody's going to talk no, about it. Nobody's him. talking about so, that. So, so yeah, so, advancement takes yeah. difficulty. And so let's keep talking about how do you determine have we done one on conflict? We need to. Oh, we've, yeah. But oh, we have? We, but we can do more. There's always okay, yeah. more to There's always talk more. about. Okay, There's go. always more. Uh, okay, let's talk about, so how do you determine or or what is it that you can determine the culture isn't clean, that it isn't healthy, it needs to be cleaned? Like, I said it before that you and I have spent so many moments redirecting it um, because it's not just, this is who we will be and this is uh, what we won't do, and so go. No, instead you have to evaluate constantly. So how do you determine what isn't good and then how you should handle it? Like, how did you go, oh yeah, let me build this list. What are you, what hurts you? Yeah. What are you embarrassed of? What would you hide hmm. from someone that you really love from the outside? That's really good. No, it's really good. Like in the barbecue restaurant scenario that you keep doing, like when the health inspection comes, what are the things you would sweep under the rug and yeah. try to hope, hope like, no one would notice? Like I am really transparent with my mom and dad. Right. But I remember in seasons that the culture wasn't good, I would not talk to them about certain things that were happening or had happened because I was embarrassed of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so those things that you're embarrassed of, like if there's something going on in your organization that if me and you had coffee, mm -hmm. what would you be terrified if I found out about? Right. That's a culture issue. Yeah, absolutely. That, that you need to work on. Yeah, that's really good. No, it's good. And or, or, what, or what, what brings tension? What or is there somebody that you don't want to talk to? Yeah. 
Man, I'll meet pastors. God, I don't know how they do this. I'll meet pastors that they will have people on their staff that they have not talked to Mm -hmm. for years. Or like their wife doesn't talk to the kids pastor or the worship pastor won't talk to the youth pastor. All this stuff. These people, they won't won't work it out. They won't talk. That's a culture issue. And so like look at one of those and then dig to the root of that. Yeah. There's that a, that's a culture. There's issue. a common phrase you hear of that uh, walking on eggshells, tiptoeing around. Like yeah. If there are circumstances or people that you feel like, oh, we have to walk on eggshells about this or around this, or we we really have to tiptoe or ooh, don't bring that up. They, those are the things that's like, no, yeah, like for us, uh, we now have have a value that we say all the words, even the last 10%, like that's who we are. But what it came from was the culture brokenness of, yeah. uh, there's so many things that are just don't, don't talk about that. Yeah. That is like, no, 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 you have to be willing to. And so what I love <clears throat> is that I look at the list um, from six years ago, and some of those pieces um, are not even issues at all anymore. Some of them are not at all even things we even have to talk about. Right. But culture, culture shifts, culture leads itself if it's not led. And we do our very best to lead it, but it's just its own animal. And so now there are things that we've had to redirect that weren't ever on that original list. That we didn't have to, that we didn't identify in the old broken culture, but cleaning the plate is not just about going, oh, here's a couple of things. It's not a one-time thing. It's a constant Uh, redirect. As the leader, I have to keep a sponge in hand at all times. Yes, yes. Because there's just stuff that that gets gets brought up. And and there has to be, go. So let's just give an example. So one of the things that we said we're gonna clean off of our plate was uh, lying. Mm manipulation, half truths, sentences that lead you to think one One thing, thing, even though that's not really the truth. Right. And you know what, you know what, that's human nature. Right. So like I used to be mad at it, but then now I'm like, it's human nature, man. Yeah. And so now when there's a half truth or a a redirection through sentences to not think that this is what's going on, we just talk about it and mm-hmm. say, "Hey, this is not this is not truthful." Right. Um, and so that's one of those sponges I got to keep in hand all the time. Yeah, yeah. I, one I think on that original list you had was we won't have a poverty mindset. So yeah. back then uh, we were in a different financial season. The money was not there. There was lots of bills unpaid. Now we're in a season of more and blessing and all yeah. the things. And so uh, poverty mindset is actually not really an issue for most of our team. Instead, now it's a, hey, we have to be good stewards of what God's given us. Yeah. So we've had to redirect and kind of adjust that one yeah. to go, we still have to clean the plate and pay attention to it. What was the, what was the, what was the result <clears throat> we were wanting out of that? Yeah. What, you have something to say? No, no, no it's go. great. So, so creating a culture there's the clean the plate, but then the also like set the expectation. Yes. So it wasn't only what we won't do. Right. It's what we won't what do we won't and, do and what, we, what we will do. What we will right. do. Here's, right. here's the next step of how we're gonna get there. And I think the only way to know what you want is through exposure. Absolutely. It's something we've talked about before yeah. that for me, I had watched other pastors and other churches and other non-Christian organizations yeah. that I looked at how they did things and I was like, that's what I want. Right. That piece of their menu Mm -hmm. i want to steal and i want to put it into what we're doing 
And so it's just talking about it. Write it down. Make it plain. Here's how we will operate. Yeah. Here's the value. We will be party starters. Is right. one of our values. Yeah. We will be party starters. We're gonna have fun. Right. We're gonna do things, and we intentionally do stuff. We've got a service. We've got a service coming up this Sunday where we're doing a game in service, adult service. Right. With adult people. <laughs> we're it's doing about it. to be the most ridiculous, stupid. I told one of my buddies this week what it was, and he was laughing. He was like, "That's the stupidest thing I ever heard." <laughs> <laughs> and then he says, that's why I love our church. Yeah, right. Why? Because we want it to be fun. Right, right. That's a culture decision. Absolutely. And so us doing that game, is it a waste of time and service? 100%. Yeah. But, but it's not, not because right. it's creating our culture. Right, because it's establishing who we are and it's speaking volumes. Because the thing about it is the bigger you get in an organization, the harder it is to keep the original culture that you mm -hmm. want. When we were smaller Yeah, because Dickies probably used to have great barbecue. Right. When they were one one spot. No, it's But true. now the franchise is all yeah. watered down. No, something Bailey and Easton and I have talked about a bunch is like these coffee shops, Starbucks. Like Starbucks started in Seattle. It was a, you know, phenomenon of coffee. But now Starbucks is what you just said. Starbucks is the same <laughs> coffee over and over. It's not it, they and now mm, it's not the best coffee anymore. Starbucks it, is now an agenda pushing machine. It is now also this. <laughs> uh, <but laughs> that is also. But it is now known for instead. Yes. Yeah. Who start? It's not known now for the fine coffee. It's just I can go and get every level of sugary substance with caffeine. But instead, and unemployed people sleeping in their oh my gosh <laughs> sleeping in their uh, <laughs> come back in their lobby. <laughs> and so, but there's these other uh, coffee shops that have determined this is what we'll be about. We will be about, and we'll keep it small. Like Starbucks grew so quickly that then they've, in the last several years, had to close certain franchises. Whereas other ones have been like, I'm gonna grow slowly and intentionally. And we've talked about that too for us. As we grow, how do we maintain the same level of culture uh, when we had a team of four of us to now we have a staff team. Our, our staff and their spouses group thread, I think is like 30, 30 for people now yeah. it's huge and so how do we how do we establish wait a minute mm. we want to keep the same culture through and through and so our values have helped us with that yeah but then yeah keeping a scrubber in our hand identifying at all times that's not our culture that's not our that's not how we do it it gets harder and so what you're talking about is okay but who are we mm -hmm. help set the tone for us and so being party starters is a thing we say. And having fun is a piece of what we wanna be. And for our staff team, our one of our cultures about fun is that we will be fun, we will make fun, we will have fun. No matter where we are, no matter what we're doing, that's what we're gonna be. But the game is something we've implemented in moments to show the thousand plus people yeah. that attend our church, this is who we are. Yeah. And so you have to determine as you grow, mm -hmm. not everyone can sit around in a circle in your house and hear Correct. the understanding of how to clean the plate. But we have to start continually, okay, let's teach our culture. Let's duplicate yeah. it. Let's replicate it. Let's show it by example. How have you found some ways that help you? Uh, man, I think that the, the establishment of the culture, the leader saying this is the law, this yeah. is how we won't and how we will, yeah. and then just talking about it all the time. Yeah. Do you know how many times, do you know how many times I've told that steak story? A thousand. A thousand. You want to know why? Because I tell it to leaders. Yep. I tell it to volunteers. You're about to I tell, tell it, it again this week to another group in our church that we're going to go have a meeting with. I, because to me, I feel like I've said it a million times. Right. Because I have. But 
it's not just a one-time thing. So there's moments that you're like hardcore scrubbing the plate with high pressure, but there's other moments that you're just dripping, you're drip cleaning. And so like, this is not a phrase I made up by any means, but we've heard along the way that you just have to have like culture drip. Yeah. It just, it just drips. Good. So this Sunday, we're right. going to play a game. Right. And then somewhere after the game, but man, we're party starters here at Living Church. Correct. We're having a game. We're going crazy. Right. Or if I'm preaching and I say something real heavy. Yep. If I say something that's like, ooh, like that was really like sandpaper against people's life. I'll say, hey, here at More Church, we speak the truth in love. Yeah. We speak the truth. This is a part of our culture. Right. We're going to speak it. I, I'm doing it in love. Yeah. And so we'll just throw in right. how we do what we do yep. while we're doing it. No, it's really true. Good. That's where I was getting you. To yeah. Because you have to keep talking about it constantly. Yeah. It has to be something that you're consistently, constantly have on your tongue. So we found that values helped us uh reestablish and talk about culture but then it is something yes for our staff team it's an expectation that mm-hmm. they know the culture that they understand it and that they are also keepers of the culture yeah that they're also in charge of holding on to it and when they need our help that's when we come in and yeah. help redirect it but if we don't then the bigger we get the easier it is for it to drift off course and really quickly uh you'll find uh, Enrique is in the military and he says the phrase about like, if you just get 1% off in, in three months though, you're actually 30% off yeah. of the course of what yeah. you're trying to get. Yeah. No, it's really great. We just hired a brand new full-time staff guy. Yeah. Super excited about him coming on the team. Yeah. He's going to take us into some next level places. Right. And you know, we had Amanda Enrique interview him and teach him all the values. Yeah. Yeah. Walk through all the values. Right. And there's a couple reasons. One, because if you're coming on our staff team, you have to know our staff values and our church values. Right. But how cool that they're able to teach it. Right. And I'm confident that Amanda taught it as well as I could. Right. No, it might not have the same pizzazz. Right. I talk for a living. Right. Or it might not have the same illustration. Right. Or the same. But the heart of it, the heartbeat of it, the importance of it is is still there. Um, And what I love about it is it, it gives him the examples at the level of which he'll be leading. Yeah. So because she is learning and leading in this certain level of uh, leadership in the organization, he then uh, is going to have the same understanding mm-hmm. of, okay, in my perspective, because if it comes from you or even if it comes from me, we have a different uh, understanding and a different experience level of where what we're leading at versus where they are. And I love that in our organization everyone is aware so that when he faces an issue with someone uh in his team then amanda will be like yeah i've already faced that same situation look here's how you can handle it and so it's important that it's not just the leader who owns it not the main head leader who owns it the culture but that everybody who's a part of the team owns the culture too um this is really good i i think that for the listener yeah we're talking a lot about our values in our culture yeah and so like the only way to uh, keep culture going is to have values. Yeah. What values are, are like bite-sized concepts right. in a sentence form yeah. that is easily rememberable and talkable. Talk, talkable. Yeah. No, yeah. And it, so like, we don't have to give all the list of all of our values, no. but like, okay, you decide what you, what's the vibe of your place? Cool. Then you write out like 10 or six or four values 
that help bring that into alignment. Right. And then those things have to be talked. It's not just a, enough to say that's not our culture. Right. You have to have identify guardrails yeah. of what that is. Yeah. And I think it can feel really overwhelming at first. Like yes. if you're stepping into it, like, wait, what? It'll but, take three years. Yes. If you don't have it, you can't for three years. No, right. Now what you can do is just steal ours. But yeah. guess what? It won't work. No, right. It won't work. No. I've seen pe people do it. Pastors, they call, they take our values. Next thing I know, they're doing a series. They're pre my words are coming out of their mouth yeah. to their church, but it's not who they are as a person. Right. No, it's true. I think that even looking as small as your home is a great way of understanding how to do it in your organization. So for my, my family, my kids, there are things that I have taught them that Aaron and I have it, it determined and established long ago that these are the values of our home. And so when their friends come over, they know that's not how we do it here. And so like if their friend tries to get them to watch a movie that they're not allowed to watch, if they try to get them to uh, do something that they know we're gonna get in trouble. Yeah. Like it's that simple, but it can feel huge when you're looking at it in Harry Potter. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we have a big, exactly. we have a funny story about Harry exactly. Potter. Uh, it can become a, it, it, it can feel overwhelming, like, never mind, that's too big, I can't get there. But start small, look at it small in your own life, in your own, where have I set some values and boundaries in my life? And then go, oh yeah, I can duplicate <clears throat> that. That is a transferable thing. Uh, because we have ways that bars, this is not the way bars do it. So that now has helped us in our life go, okay, in every area of my life, I want to do it that way. And so yeah. what you're saying is so good because we wanted to be more church five years ago. Right. Right? Yeah. But we weren't more church yet. Not all the way. Yeah. We said there's more. Mm -hmm. We talked about more. Our culture needed six years of cleanup establishment and drip drip and depth yeah because when we changed the name we got no pushback anywhere not, not any one person literally nowhere because it's already who we were yeah because the culture had already been so um yeah intentionally yeah what's it called set. marinated marinated yeah that that it was it had it already was soaked in mm. to who we were and so, so the same is true go sorry. i was just joking about harry potty Potter. Oh, it's that, fine. It's it a long a story. It's, it's an inside joke. Inside joke, which we don't normally do. Yeah. But so, we do. Uh, that one. so buy a broom right around town. I don't know what you want to do. Oh so, my gosh. So, no. okay. Not that. Okay. Now we're going to get I've never seen direction. it. I don't know. Okay. I know. I haven't read it. So, uh, <laughs> so, okay. You asked what we do to help keep culture going. We drip it in just vernacular. Something else that we've done, and maybe we might should do again soon. What? Now that we're talking about yeah. it. We used to, every week in our staff meeting, we would have a value and we would teach it. Yeah. But not like just, just teach just it. Talk, we would discuss, talk about discuss it, it. And then we would get the team to talk about it. Essentially, the team was teaching it themselves. And yeah. I believe that's why I mean, yeah. Enrique can help teach it to others yeah. now. Yeah. And so it started out, I would teach it. We did a like rotation of our values. But then it turned into, I would yeah. assign somebody. Yeah. I would call and be right. like, hey, uh, Mick, this week, yeah. I want you to teach this yeah. value. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so she would, you know, write right, down and right. she would come in and, and, right. and do a teaching on it. And so that's another way to, no, to help. Like if it's not talked about, it's not, it's not going to happen. No, it's true. And, and the ones you talk about more are the ones that become more prevalent in who you are. So let's talk, let's go back to talking about values yeah. okay. and establishing them in a way. So we, 
you said we're going to clean the plate and that was probably in june of a year you went on a trip and oh yeah and learned heard uh the idea of values go ahead no i'm not i don't want to interrupt you go no you learned heard the idea of values came back we talked about it um we went to some twisted root in Arlington, wrote out what we thought our values were, but then didn't even fully present them until we were sure yeah. that those were what they were. It took almost a year yeah. from the clean the plate conversation to yeah. the iteration of these are the values we yeah. are going to hold as a staff team. Yeah. It takes time yeah. to do it right. I went to a church that they talked about their values yeah. and their values are different than ours. Yeah, yeah, They're yeah. very different personality. Different. Yeah. But I, I listened to them, and then I listened to the rest of the conference, and I would talk to their staff in the hallway, and I could hear the um, cohesiveness. Yes. I could hear the, like, they're all yeah. speaking the same language. Yeah. And it was so impressive yeah. of, like, this church is working because they're all on the same page. Uh, Rob Ketterling wrote a book called The Speed of Unity. Yeah. And he talks about how that when you're in unity, you can go faster. Right. And that when you get everybody in unity, understanding yeah. this is how we do what we do, right. everybody can run. And so, yeah, we came back and I uh, treat it like a sermon. Yeah. So the way that I write a sermon is I just build what I call a dump page yeah. and just dump all the concepts out. Yeah. And so I dumped out a bunch of concepts yeah. and then me and you over multiple meetings, yeah, multiple, multiple, multiple lunches. We pulled Aaron and Rachel in. Yeah. We took we took a literal executive retreat. That's true. And we talked about yeah. them and like whiteboarded them out and wordsmithed them and wrote erased words and put words in. Right. And, well, these two ideas, we combined them into one. Right. And we created our values. And we've taken, uh, not that we've taken some off, but no, they've just shifted. Over they've time. shifted, or we've added new ones. Like we just yeah. added, not just. It's probably been o- over a year, probably pre-COVID, two years. Uh, this house is built on sons and daughters. Well, it was a, a change of one we previously had established. Something about like we will give all we, we push, are and all we have. No, we push forward for those falling behind. Yeah, that one because we were like those falling behind us. We're going to push forward because we're intense and we push into more and this. But what we were saying in our culture, yeah, was that. We have, we believe in sons and daughters. Yeah. We're, we're built. This house is built because our team is young and yeah. is people that have been built from the ground up in this and, house. Yeah, and that just happens in moments. It just happens. We, uh, a couple father's day, father's days ago, yeah. we were, uh, in the lobby, me and Rachel and Lillian and Titus, and we were taking a father's yeah. day picture. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, God, I'm going to get emotional telling the story. And Titus was like off in the lobby running around. Yeah. Being, being three yeah being a boy yeah and a guy in our church named jimmy yeah he ran up and he got in our photo and he actually will link the picture in i'll give you the picture yeah. i have it in my desk drawer yeah and jimmy he drops down on his knees and he stands next to lillian and he says take the photo yeah. and we all stand there and smile and took the photo and jimmy got a copy of that and printed it out <clears throat> right and he gave it to me and he said happy father's day yeah jimmy is 15 50, years, 15 yeah, years, yeah. 10 years older than um, I am. Yeah. But he's a son of the house. Yeah. And so like this house is built on sons and daughters is not only for, fi- for 15 year olds. No. It's for 55 year olds yeah. who are sons and daughters in the kingdom. Right. And so the idea, so like we're talking about our value. Then this moment happens for me where Jimmy gets in my family photo and replaces my three year old. Right. 
and is putting himself in a position as a son. Right. And so now this like family talk right. starts coming into, into, into the conversation. Yeah. And then what? it just shifts and yeah. which then helps us speak to all kinds of things, all kinds of areas of like, because at our church, we don't believe you have to reach a certain level of like spiritual maturity in yeah. order to serve in some way. And so anyone can serve because they're a son and a daughter of God. Like it helps us redirect culture all the time. Yeah. If anybody has question or thoughts or no, 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 this house is built on. And because of that, that's why we invest. That's why we pour into all these pieces. And I think, man, the values have helped it so much that it's not just you, what you said before, <laughs> the speed of unity. I remember six years ago, five years ago, going to some other mentor churches and just being like, help us. Like, what do we yeah, do? Yeah. Uh, which is a whole nother conversation that we'll have about just asking for help. But, but, um, help me, help me, please <laughs> tell us what to do. And I remember us sitting a couple of them, a couple different people would let us like come sit in their staff meeting or come yeah. be a part. And I would be like, they have so many sentences. Remember yeah. that feeling of like, I can't believe, it. how do they just have these sentences that flow? Yeah. And like a year or so ago to you, I said, hey, we have sentences now. Like our values, our, our culture, the way we have so spoken has allowed, yes, all of our people to speak with the same unity and the same verbiage and the same voice so that all the way down from the top down, it's clear that the sentences we speak are the sentences that are about who we are, how yeah. we do what we do. And it helps so much in keeping the culture clean. Now there are moments where we have to go in mm -hmm. and re-scrub the plate and that yeah. sucks. Yeah, It's not fun, yeah. it's not easy, but it's necessary because there have been times when we've been busy and running in one direction and we've let some crusty ketchup stay yeah. Yeah. Um, because we felt like maybe we didn't have time or yeah. energy to deal with it Yeah, and it grew. And that re-scrubbing is everywhere. Everywhere. Sometimes you do it to me. Yeah. Or I oh, to yeah. you. Or right. Rachel and Aaron to us. Right. Yeah. Aaron be scrubbing on me about stuff all the time. No, right. No, you're right. Or to our staff. Yeah. Or even into to volunteers. Yeah. There'll, there'll be places and spaces where it, it might be going well. Mm -hmm. So again, the steak might be beautiful. Mm-hmm but but the culture's not right and so we have to make sure that we're not just looking at the steak that's being produced culture is more important than talent way more um one of our directors said to me a couple of years ago he said you know a church is basically like a, a professional athletic team yeah so well what do you mean he's you know a professional athletic team is a bunch of individuals that have extraordinary talent yeah that make the team win right and he's kind of right yeah. That talent is needed. We do need to have some talent, be good at what we're doing. Right. But I think that a team that has less talent per athlete, but that is in unity, right. can win against a group of more talented yeah. but less unified What's athletes. That movie, The Little Giants or whatever, it's like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Little Giants. Yeah. It's that like when that. you would really rally. And so I say that to say, like, if you have somebody on your team who's super talented, they might have to go. You might have your greatest salesman, yeah. the person who has the highest sales numbers, but if they're crushing the culture and nobody wants to be at work and nobody wants to sit next to them right. and they make meetings of pain, I know they're selling more. Right. Fire their tail. Right. I know it sounds super counterintuitive, 
because no, they're our greatest salesperson. Right. I know, but they're crushing your culture. Yeah. So have the conversation. Either you got to grow, you either get in alignment or you're out of here. Yeah. And if you don't do that, you're never going to be able to change the culture because right. what we allow in one will run in all. Absolutely. It's going to run everywhere. And whether it runs in the reproduction of uh, because that's the way they act, then we're going to act that way. Or it runs in the fact of like, well, they allow them. So obviously right. my, what I want to do and the way I want to act and the way it doesn't, it may not be the exact duplication. Mm -hmm. You might be like, no, I don't see the exact, that's not happening. Yeah. But something's happening. If one something's kid, happening. if one kid eats a bowl of ice cream, the other one's going to want some gummy bears. Right. Exactly. And like, we've got to deal with those things or else they're, they're just going to, they're just going to multiply. Absolutely. It's super good conversation. And one that we have to, again, consistently have. And I think we can consistently keep talking about as we bring into conversation. But one of our favorite things that yes. we get to do yes. is to help other churches or even yeah. other organizations repair their culture. Absolutely. And so we've now started having churches reach out to us yeah. and bring us in yeah. to identify, mm -hmm. help them identify. Cause it's hard. It is hard yeah. to identify. Sometimes you're comfortable in the culture you've been in. What's not, why is this not working? Yeah. yeah. And so if you're a listener yeah. and uh, there's some cultural issues that you need help repairing, we'd love to Absolutely. be a part of that process. Absolutely. We just went and did a, uh, not just, but it's been a little while we did a staff retreat yeah, kind of yeah, thing yeah. for a church um, and like their whole church staff and they brought all their elders and their directors yeah. and we led a bunch of the convert. I mean, led the thing in multiple yeah. sessions and we helped them establish what their right. culture values, values their are. Culture. And one of the values uh, it's as specific as this is that their pastor gets real excited about stuff and he keeps, he'd change his mind. Right. All the time. He'd get excited about this idea and that series and this new thing but none of it was in the same direction. Right. I get excited about stuff, but it's all, it's it all like, it's alignment. all linear. Right. right. And so we created a staff call, staff value for them. That was what? That we will stop chasing squirrels. No, uh, start, start, start sh shooting squirrels. Start shooting we will squirrels. start shooting the squirrels because like, uh, you know, it was kind of a, you know how like, like they say that a guy will be working. He'll be like squirrel, like yeah, a dog, like and something like, runs by and that gets his attention and he goes looking that way. So it's shooting squirrels. now one of their staff values was yeah. that we, we will, will start shoot, shooting, shooting squirrels. squirrels. Yeah. So the staff will not just let pastor be buck wild, right. run them all over new right. ideas because there. he wanted to change. He wanted them to say to him, Help me, like yeah. help me stop doing that. But that was tough. It was tough. Because the staff had to say the problem. Yeah. The pastor had to admit the issue. And have humility to hear it. You're yeah. right. That is what I do. And yeah. it's because I'm trying. I want to do good. I yeah. want there to be more. But right. so I just do this thing. And so like if there's a way that we can help, Absolutely. reach out to us. Uh, you can email us. You can DM us. We have a website or email address. We have, what is it? Email. It's an email. It's tugofmore at more.church. There it is. <laughs> so yeah, you can you can message us, yeah. and we'd love to come out and help lead those conversations um, to help you guys step into all the more That's that right. God really has for you. Love y'all. See ya. <laughs>